Hi and welcome to By the Doc. Today we have Dr. Sneha Jain, a nutritional expert and the proud owner of Reversode Health, who has completed a Master's of Science in Human Nutrition from UK in the University of Sheffield and her BSc in Applied Nutrition from STV SNDT, Mumbai. She's a lifetime member of the Indian Dietetic Society. Her mission is to teach people how to improve and control their own health with their forks. And she believes that this can happen with a small step that she provides to her patients. So let's start off. The first question is, can you give us like a brief um, description of like your educational journey and what you did to be, to uh, get to where you are today? So uh, basically, uh, I started with a background in science. Okay, so my um, after tenth, I took science as my background. Uh, I did. I completed that from Jaihind College, and uh, thereafter, uh, the first three years, I did a basic uh, nutrition course. So basic in applied nutrition, which was my bachelor's degree that I did from SVD College. So um, the first year, uh, it started with a lot of home science stuff in the first year of SVT, but uh, thereon uh, there were more subjects included like biochemistry and molecular biology and sports and physiology and all of that. So the exact two last two years of bachelor's would be more on nutrition and sports physiology and human nutrition and stuff like that. Then I went ahead and did my masters in a particular subject which was of my liking. That was human nutrition. Uh, that I did from the University of Sheffield. Uh, so that was a one one and a half year course where one year was whatever you study, and the last six months is internship or um, probably a, a study that you have to perform on someone and write a research study on that. Um, I came back. I started my work uh, under some people. So <clears throat> first, I started working in Jupiter Hospital as an intern. Then I realized hospital is not my cup of tea. So every nutritionist or a dietitian doesn't have to be in a hospital or uh, uh, has to give diets out. It can be any field. They can even be in a food industry and write blogs and you know stuff like that. But my field was I my choice of interest was more clinical. That's why I went on. But uh, in a hospital setting was not my cup of tea. I started, you know, working under various people, uh, Anjali Mukherjee and Helberry and stuff like that. And then I opened up my own firm that was seven years back, eight years back, sorry. And since then I've been freelancing. And now, uh, since the past four months, I have enrolled for another course in the US, which uh, now I'm further studying about functional medicine. So advancing myself a little more on that. Oh, that that's so cool. Whatever you just said. So, um, the next question is that you know there's like this stereotype that um it's very hard to become a doctor. You always have to study. Your social life becomes very very um to the minimum. And I think uh, you must have heard these things. So, what still drove you to pursue that career if to become a dietitian? So basically, uh, I'll just correct you a little bit here life as a nutritionist or a dietitian is not as busy as a, a normal doctor because there are no emergency cases ever so uh, that's that's one thing uh, that i actually differs and for me uh, 
like you said like you know uh, they are always busy and i did not want a life like that uh, i always wanted a balance where my like like i had mentioned my choice would my interest was always in clinical studies and i love the human body i love biology i love how things happen there so my interest yeah so basically my interest was always in bio and stuff like that so i wanted to do something like that but i didn't want to do something like a doctor so this was my middle ground and it really helps like you know when you know that food can reverse a condition uh, supplements herbs can reverse a condition before it can become a full blown disease is quite interesting which is why it never bothered me that i have to study so much or i have to be up to date i'm still studying so you know for now yeah. that i nothing so that's what it is okay so um so you said that you chose nutrition because you know you wanted a balanced life and um you wanted to help people which is i think something that's really great so um you had an education both abroad in the uk and in india uh, your college so what did you find was like the major difference between um, both of them hmm um i would say uh the major difference you learn a lot in india so indian courses are a little um tough if it if you really ask me you learn a little more in depth in india in uk uh you are more independent okay so you are more of it's it's more like you know you're not handed over the notes okay you you know how you're you're handed over the notes probably in my generation or your generation but there you're not handed over the notes as you know you have to go you have to do your research and the major difference is you don't have to mug up at all okay uh, i'm talking about general indian studies from what we had at our times so we did not have we we only had to you know mug up definitions and a lot more stuff like that in our times so that was a major difference that i found we didn't have to mug up if we understood the concept we could just give it out in you know a normal language and we could be fine and the research part you are not handed everything on a silver spoon you have to really struggle find the notes out you really have to go to libraries be more practical as compared so it's more practical as compared to theory if you ask me in one statement it's more practical than theory and here it's more theory than practical okay So what was one expectation that you had when you went abroad before you went and experienced it and did it stay the same or did it completely change Um so like is that my so since we always have been given notes and stuff like that my expectation was not that I would I thought I would find it really tough uh you know like studies would be so tough because we are expected to mug up and stuff like that but it was really easy very 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 easy for me like i would i main difference i could not challenge myself because i was expecting a little more so uh for me it was very 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 easy like i had a lot of free time in my hand so for me it was very easy. wow okay so you you just said that you've been taught by like several experts and you know when you like were working at the hospital in your internship so what is one key thing that any one of them has told to you or, or you're learning from them that has stuck to you till date so as a nutritionist or as a doctor or any other field ever you cannot stop learning 
so what i learned a 5 years back if i apply the same method what i say for example learned in jupiter hospital and if i apply the same methods right now it's not going to work you know because things are constantly changing new things are constantly coming up new studies are constantly coming up you know if this form of cal- calcium is good this form of calcium is not good you need to know all of this so one thing that i learned from every every place i went was to keep learning and not stop learning like even if it's not a course even if it's an article even if it's a research article you got to learn you got to give one hour every day for learning okay so how do you keep yourself up to date with because there's so many things that are happening even currently with covid and everything in the science so how do you keep yourself up to date on this science So the main thing is I don't believe on in Google. Okay, so what I do is I have my so there are journals. So this is my field, right? So I have journals. So all this while in seven years, I definitely know which journal to look at, which paper is good, which paper is not good. Which, by the way, I learned abroad. So that's one thing that they don't teach you here. uh which how to read a journal how to read a paper how to differentiate between a good article and a bad article um you know podcast for me podcast is really really good because when i don't have the time probably when i'm traveling from one place to another i just have to put my earphones listen to a podcast and keep myself updated so podcast and journals are two things that i refer to the most okay um the next question is about like your study method because uh many people say and it's known that the portion um for biology or in chemistry is very huge and everything comes together so what was like one study method that you'd say helped you a lot in college in india abroad so uh my memory is more like a picture memory okay um so you need to figure out what you're good at you know some people like you know make that uh what do you call that the chemistry thing Um, periodic table. Periodic table. They made a song out of it. For me, it didn't work. You know, so it just depends on what works for you. For me, what worked was having diagrams all over, having pictures all over. So whatever you know is in theory, I used to make a diagram out of it. If it's an even if they ask, you know, if they just read out amoeba, I'll make my own ame- amoeba. You know, because I have a picture memory and I I can relate to pictures really well. I it doesn't let me forget. so my memory works with that so i make diagrams of everything and learn so whatever works for you song works for you do that rhyme poem works for you do that picture works for you do that okay um the next question is that um so many doctors i said like you know it is hard and even you said it is hard so what are some of the cherishable moments that you find in on a daily basis that you know keep still keeps you motivated even now continue so uh basically like i said for me satisfaction is very very important whatever work i do satisfaction for me is really important so when i meet a particular patient of mine and when they say you know i had this problem a month back and right now i'm so over it without any medication that's a win for me you know so if if constantly everyone is saying it's just is nutrition is not only about weight loss right so if someone comes to me and say you know they they want to say conceive they want to have a baby and diet can really play a role in it so when i help them do that 
I get really, really, really satisfied when someone comes to me with a constipation problem. But I help them solve that. It really, you know, motivates me that you know my work is important. It's changing people's lives. You know, not giving them any side effects of the medications. It's reversing their condition. It's making them happy. It's making them come out of depression. That really is a very big motivator in itself. People saying that your work is really helpful. I mean, it's a thing for everyone. Else. Absolutely. So the next question is that many many people you know aim to grow abroad right now. Even for me, I aim to go abroad, and for that one of the most important is like your application process. Even though like you know you're an amazing student, if you don't do it properly, you know you won't get it. So firstly, can you describe your application process? Like you know what you did to apply, and maybe some tips that you you would give someone. So um honestly see now that I am doing a UK course I had I have done a UK course and I'm doing the US course I find a major difference in the way they teach I really find US much better than the UK um in in terms of teaching uh but you really need to go through the modules of each my biggest mistake was not you know uh researching enough okay because I had no help at that time so I did that mistake which I wouldn't want anyone else to do. see the modules of the course that they are offering because maybe see human nutrition was my favorite subject and I did my masters in that but I did not see the modules properly and I was not really happy with the course because it was very easy for me so see the modules you know see if they are matching ask them 20000 times how many ever questions you want don't feel shy they will answer it very patiently for you so do your research do a lot of research when it comes to say sops and you know writing uh, sops before going if you can't do it take professional help i mean that that will decide if you're going to get a scholarship if you're going to get an admission or no so take professional help if you know if you don't if you're not you know coping up with it take professional help but do a lot of research 100% see the modules first and only then go ahead and there are a lot many good universities it doesn't have to be harvard all the time it doesn't have to be oxford all the time there are so many good universities out there any any one which matches your module even if it's not harvard and if it's something else even if it matches the module just go for it yeah harvard and they're very overrated i feel and yeah it doesn't it doesn't suit everyone it's okay you don't have to go to harvard yeah i know but a person i'm on medical field she wanted to do this one spot in a in a college that she went to wasn't famous at all she got into a really good college that was known but because they didn't offer that one spot she went to the other one so i mean the our school always gives us for example like every single time Yeah, yeah. It's the module. At the end, you're going to learn, right? You're going there to learn, not to have a brand or a tag that I am from Harvard. If you're going to Harvard, if you're not even studying your major modules, then what's the point? You're not even going to apply it in future. So rather choose the modules and then the university. I remember when I come to you, told me that I mean, like no one asks you, you know, how what which college you went to, how what were your grades in tenth grade. If you're good enough. then he obviously will get the job yeah absolutely i stick to it <laughs> <laughs> yes um so the next thing is that inter uh, it's a internships every doc every person who wants to get into medical field it has to do an internship so what was like your process because did you do the internship abroad uh 
um so i did an internship abroad for 3 months uh, no no not 3 months 4 and a half months and the rest they allowed me to do it here so that's up to you how many months you have to do but i did uh, two separate internships one was research based so that was sports um so that was kind of okay but here i did it in a hospital that was crazy so intern but internships are important they kind of you know bridge the gap between theory and practical so they are slowly transitioning you to a practical field um so yeah my experience with internship was not that great but doesn't have to be for everyone it depends okay so um maybe could like elaborate on maybe one or two challenges that you found when you were in the hospital um in the hospital i don't think you would want to know this but in the hospital um so my what do you call them my seniors yeah my seniors were not very great in teaching and uh, they would want us to do you know all the petty things like you know go and ask what they want and you know treating treating us like you know you just like a junior like you know just go and ask what you want that's why my this you know because there was no learning at all you know and the worst uh, memory i mean the worst thing that i is stored in my memory is the first case they gave me was a burns case like a full burn body case so for me it was a trauma and i couldn't take it and then that's why i did like 6 months and i was like okay bye i'm going okay i'm going yeah so now um so i was doing a little research in this research paper i found that that before like in the olden times when you were a doctor basically they they used to look at the condition and give you the medication but now um because of all the advancements it's very important to look at like your type of patient like you know the personality the, even the culture the religion etc so what do you like you think about that statement and how do you maybe try to you know like look at all these aspects and then give them the treatment so basically it's very important to look at the person and the symptoms okay so what happens now uh, there are so many different types of medicines right now right like there's there's what you know is a normal doctor but there's so many alternative medicines there's a homeopath there's an ayurvedic there's a naturopath there is a herbalist there is now then which is nutrition there's now functional medicine practitioner there are so many different fields now and everyone does it. so with a, a, a conventional doctor i would say uh, it's treating more of symptoms and not the root cause with others like an ayurvedic or a homeopathic or a nutritionist or a functional medicine practitioner they want to treat the root cause so with us it's more of looking at the symptoms but also finding out what caused the symptoms if you have acidity why you have acidity what caused this acidity what are the other symptoms that you can club what are the dots you can connect if you have acidity say if you have low vitamin b12 low vitamin d obviously you have low stomach acid that's why it's not getting absorbed that's why you have acidity so it's 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 connecting the dots so connecting the blood work connecting the symptoms connecting the food eating pattern connecting the lifestyle of the person connecting and seeing all the four things and then coming to a conclusion okay yeah So, what are some of the challenges that you face, maybe on like a daily basis, as when you're practicing or something? 
um there are no challenges honestly i love my work so there is no challenge if you say one lazy thing one one thing that i really find hard and lazy to do is send diets okay because that's you know for me consulting is okay because i'm talking to the person i'm seeing what progress has been made and then after that is the whole backup plan like the, you know the whole um behind the scene thing that you have to work you have to plan you have to type you have to send that's like the job that i hate <laughs> so that's something that i don't like but other than that no challenges but there are new challenges in terms of there are always new cases coming so someone with a metal toxicity someone with a digestive issue someone with this someone with that so always new cases come up and you have to just you know if you don't know a particular case you have to do your research tell the person to wait for a week or so and then work on that patient so that's kind of a little tricky but other than that if you are asking me what you hate then this is something that i hate <laughs> okay so what change would you like to see in your field is nutrition um in the next Five years, ten years. So, um, in terms of the course that I did, okay, um, in SVT, that was my basic. Okay, there is a lot after after eight years now that I know there is a lot many changes that need to be done in the course itself. Okay, it's not up to the mark. It's still old school. It's not practical. Um, they don't teach you how. practical life is going to be so different than what they are teaching you in theory so that's one major change that needs to be done there's just you know basic old school which was like followed 50 years back that's what they are still teaching and the world is evolving the number of diseases are coming which are coming are all new uh, patient to patient everyone is different you know so that's something that i would really want to change okay yeah So now that this entire pandemic has it, okay, now it's it's slightly you know eased out. But at the time where it was major lockdown, no one was on the streets. Did you think that this COVID, the entire pandemic, had like a negative or a positive impact on like your work in your field? I would say definitely positive because after COVID hit, people have started becoming really health conscious. It's not initially. I would say that eighty to ninety percent of my clients would only come to me for weight loss or weight gain or muscle gain, only body goals. But now people are coming to me for health goals. Now you know after COVID has hit, if they see their lipid profile, if they see high cholesterol, they get a little worried. They get alarmed. They'll come to me immediately. They'll be like, you know, I want to reduce this. I want to be fit. I want to be healthy. I want to get my thyroid under control. I want to get diabetes under control. So people have become a lot more health conscious. after the pandemic yeah because even the smallest thing now can it's exactly like, exactly yeah when covid is can continuously changing its ways and evolving exactly. and it and always will hit more if you are unhealthy so people are scared probably and people are trying to reverse okay what what would you say is one maybe like a dish or a food or like even like a small grain anything that would be the best to have like even for a normal person like on a daily basis to keep your health intact uh so see this is one biggest myth that there is no soup of food okay there is no one food that can give you nutrition everything is nutritious 
everything is good um can you hear me hello yeah yeah sara can you hear me yes yes i can okay great so okay so basically no no one food is super food it also depends on the way you cook so if you say for example uh people hate potatoes like people no hate potatoes people are like you know potato is unhealthy it will make you fat and everything no if you are going to eat potato in the form of mashed potato with some veggies by the side it's not going to be unhealthy if you are going to have a potato in the form of vada pav it's going to be unhealthy so there is no one food that is healthy or unhealthy everything has to need, needs to be in a balance nothing needs to be overdone so this one takeaway that i would give is even if it's healthy it cannot be overdone if the salad is healthy you cannot overeat the salad and everyone is bio individual protein is very essential everyone is going for a high protein diet these days but if you have gut issues you cannot digest protein so if it works for sara it doesn't mean it will work for sneha so it's that like everyone is very everyone Okay, so what advice would you give, or maybe one learning, if anything, that you would give someone who is my age, tenth grade, ninth grade, who is looking to go into a profession where to become a nutritionist or a dietitian? Um, say so go ahead. Uh, it's a brilliant, brilliant field. Okay. Um, I would say, you know, I find it really intriguing that you know you can reverse a condition. uh you can treat a condition with food with natural lifestyle habits changes and all of that and not um you know um uh, without medication so i think it's a very brilliant field to do but there is a lot there is a lot 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 of information so it's always good to weigh your pros and cons always good to do a lot of research before putting out or suggesting anything because even if they suggest a supplement which is already there in the market might cause liver damage or kidney damage to a person so always go deep into whatever you are suggesting it's always it's good to know so for example if you have if you're only specializing in weight loss just do weight loss if you can't study further if you can't do further don't take un n number of cases which you cannot solve and you're doing more harm than good that's not good for you that's not going to be good for the patient so you rather stick to one topic or one specialization if you can't you know study more but don't just take n number of patients without any knowledge Okay, well, that is very helpful because many people think you know I do everything. I have the knowledge, but then it doesn't. Now, for some, if someone comes to me for sports nutrition, I don't take them. I'm like, I can't. I cannot do it. You know, I have specialized in gut. I will only take gut. I will not take sports. You can. I and definitely, you know, so many of your colleagues will be out there. So many of your friends will be out there. Give it out to them. You know, you will not lose anything if you give out business to someone. You know. because that's you cannot be everywhere you cannot take every case so don't worry about you always get business but what you can't do don't yeah i was speaking to a dermatologist and she told me that you know the one thing that she wants to see changing in her field is that other people like you know normal psychologists normal doctors are doing dermat dermatology treatments and that and then the patients come to her and they they are in a worse situation than they would be in before so That's something that you choose very disturbed by. So it's happening in every field. We can all work as a group, you know. It doesn't have to be a competition always. 
So you um you made your own um I'd say company or startup um yeah. soul health and I think many people would want to have their own enterprise where they consult so what was like the process for doing that and how did you actually you know make this entire so it was a pretty pretty easy it was a very easy process uh, after say 3 years of working under someone you kind of know that you have the knowledge to start off on your own so internship was okay but working under someone before having your own thing is important because you know what the other person is doing uh, wrong or right um you kind of get practice talking to people um you know uh, finding out the condition finding out the problems you get uh, an idea of what is not there in the market and what you want to give out because this particular thing is missing in the market so you get a no- lot of knowledge when you work under someone so it's always before opening your own thing it's always better to work under someone for a few years so that's what i did and that's what happened with me yeah okay um i was speaking to like some students just my friends before and they were saying that you know even if you like start up the center i like marketing it would be very hard because i am like everything is there but people don't know i exist so how did you go out like marketing your um company so uh i did not initially do any marketing uh in feels like mine more than marketing word of mouth works better so if i you if sara comes to me and sara got a very good result she will go tell her friends that you know oh my god you know i went to this particular nutritionist and uh, you know my skin is better my weight is better my hair is better everything and that person then will come to me so in my in my field in feels like this uh always word of mouth is better but marketing is something that is constantly changing now in my time facebook was something which was uh very hyped up but now you guys, people like you wouldn't even go on facebook you know <laughs> so for you guys instagram is everything so it's constantly changing initially it was other another platform now it's uh, probably instagram probably after some time youtube so you constantly also need to uh but the whole thing with me you know if you can't like i said you can't be good in everything just hire someone and get this whole thing done by someone else. rather than focusing you focus on your work you focus on your study you focus on giving results to clients let others do the work in marketing that that's like the blatant truth to have you and stay here because people say oh, you do this you go to this place you do this and it's not possible if you want to give a good result and yeah. cheap patience and they just hire someone It's, it's that easy. Okay, well, that's all I had. Thank you so much for taking off the time your busy schedule to um come to this podcast. And I think it really helps anyone who listens to it and wants to become a dietitian or just wants to become a going to medical field in general. Thank you so much. So 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 great. Okay, that's all.